as real estate agents, you know, we want our community to be the best that it can be because mm -hmm. when you have a great community, it draws people in. Um, it helps you to be able to give people um, information about the city and be proud of what you're putting out mm -hmm. there, you know, when you're selling real estate. But this specifically, um, just seeing the, you know, the selfless people that are out there that are putting forth all of this effort to try to help you know, make an impact on these people that just might need a second chance or just might mm -hmm. not have, um, you know, some of the connections that we take for granted every day and have some of the resources that we take for granted every day. It just really, you know, helps fill my bucket. And um, if I can just be a small part and in such a big change to someone and allowing them to have that opportunity, it just means a lot. Hi, my name is Jeremiah Gibbs and welcome to Find Your Place. We interview dynamic professionals to learn how God is using them to further the kingdom and how their story will help you to find your place in God's mission as well. Today we interview Katie Malott. Katie is a realtor and business owner who's found a way to use the skills that she learned in the industry to change lives in her community. If you're a business professional who wants to make a difference for others, stay tuned to find out how you can find your place. If stories like this one help you, take a moment to subscribe to this channel. Check the description for links to more like it. And let's hear her story. Well, I am here with Katie Malott. Katie uh, is a realtor here in Indianapolis and uh, was our realtor uh, a couple times, actually. Yeah. And um, just been entirely inspired by uh, her and the the work that I've been able to see from her and the, and the kind of passion that she has for what she does and and happy to have you here to talk a little bit about vocation with us, Katie. If you could just tell us a little bit about your work and what you do and um, uh, introduce yourself a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep, my name is Katie Malott. I work for Remax Legends here in the Indianapolis area, and I have been doing it about ten years now. And um, I am a real estate agent, and then I also own a property management company. So uh, we get the opportunity not only to um, connect people with with houses or so help sell their houses, but we also get to you know connect with them on a personal level and be able to move them into their community and help them along the way. So it's it's very rewarding and um, I, I really enjoy it. Very good. So how did you kind of end up doing real estate? Like what was the first move into that? How did that happen? Yeah, I think the first move was um, we had just had our son, our, our first um, child, and we were moving back to the Indianapolis area. We started kind of looking for houses. Um, I was having a difficult time in my current position of trying to balance being at home um, in the evenings with having a young one. And as we walked through the house with the realtor, I got in the car when we were leaving and I said, you know, I think I might you know, be able to do that. And I think that that sounds like something I would enjoy doing. So I started looking into it a little bit more and um, started asking around a little bit more about the business and what all that entails. And then uh, shortly after that, got my license and found home here at Remax Legends. And I've been here ever since. It was a great fit. We had a an awesome um, owner at the time that um, really helped guide me and in, in, into this role. And uh, it was a challenge at first. It's definitely a different field. But yeah, that's kind of how we got started. I just 
okay. was looking for something different and thought it might be something I'd enjoy. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You talk about the way that the the sort of the lifestyle of the career is part of what made sense for you. And I think that's a lot of people that when they're when they're looking for uh, how they're going to spend their lives, sometimes work has to be in alignment with these other things that we do because they're just as much a part of our life. And, and so um, finding a way that, you know, the work doesn't prohibit us from having the rest of the life that we, that we want is super important. So what are some of the other things that you are involved with? What are some other things that when you're not at work, what are, what's important to you? Yeah. So um, I spend a lot of time with family and close friends. Um, I feel like surrounding yourself with positive people and just, you know, filling your bucket with um, having some family time and some time with friends is always important. Um, But also within the industry, I've been able to connect myself with a lot of volunteering opportunities. So when I'm not actually you know, working on the real estate side of things or the property management side of things. I spend a lot of my time um, working with some of those organizations within within our industry, which has been awesome and super rewarding. Yeah. Tell us, tell me about some of those uh, in those organizations that you're talking about. I am a, a big part in the Realtor Foundation, which um, helps get people to transition into safe and secure housing. So we work with a lot of organizations within the Indianapolis area to help um, provide not only financial support, but also we support them by donating a lot of our time and volunteering um, and just trying to help those organizations be able to reach out to as many people and getting them back into, um, you know, what we would consider a regular lifestyle. So it helps wow. with, you know, finding them job stability, obviously housing and shelter, food, and um, those organizations have been near and dear to my heart. And it's just been really rewarding. So I spend a lot yeah. of time working with them. So as a foundation, then you're not you're not working one to one with a client trying to get them in housing or something. You're actually working with the organizations trying to help them identify, I assume, properties that are going to work well for their needs. What does that look like? Yeah, so there's, um, we work with numerous organizations. Um, This year, we actually just met to figure out that we're going to donate to over 25 different organizations and help them with funding for this next year. Um, And each of them are a little bit different. Some of them work with families, some of them work with um, specifically women or women with children. And um, the goal is just to, you know, help provide them with the resources and stability that they need to, you know, get back on their feet. Um, We we work with um, some that specify um, with veterans, um, single parents. So they all kind of have their own needs and their own niches. And our, or our foundation works together to try to just support them in whatever ways we can, um, utilizing the, the industry of real estate since it kind of goes hand in hand. We want to try yeah. to build our community up as much as we can. Yeah, you have this kind of this pool of expertise yes. uh, <laughs> that you get to be able to offer to, to these organizations. So Tell me, uh, well, first of all, why is that work important to you, the the volunteerism part of it? Because this is, obviously, it's closely aligned with what you do every day, but it's not the same thing. Right. No, it's not. I mean, it's not exactly the same thing. Obviously, as real estate agents, you know, we want our community to be the best that it can be because Mm -hmm. when you have a great community, it draws people in. Um, It helps you to be able to give people 
um, information about the city and be proud of what you're putting out mm. there, you know, when you're selling real estate. But this specifically, um, just seeing the, you know, the selfless people that are out there that are putting forth all of this effort to try to help, you know, make an impact on these people that just might need a second chance or just might mm -hmm. not have, um, you know, some of the connections that we take for granted every day and have some of the resources that we take for granted every day. It just really, you know, helps fill my bucket. And um, if I can just be a small part and in such a big change to someone and allowing them to have that opportunity, it just means a, a lot. So, um, I'm surrounded by a lot of other amazing, inspiring people within that foundation. And I've just been blessed to be able to continue to um, have a bigger and bigger role in that foundation, yeah. um, both from a fundraising standpoint. And um, this next year, I will be the secretary for the yeah, foundation. Yeah. So, yeah. So when how, how closely would you say that some of those values that you were just naming with regard to what is volunteerism this this extra work how much do you get to do that in your everyday work like the, the actual part that pays your bills and and in what sense do you do you feel that about the work that you do each day yeah i still feel like in, in, a, in a little bit different of a way but i still get to do that because i'm able to connect with these people um find you know a house or a community that works well for them be able to be the resource for them um, as they transition into their new home or out of their home. Um, so I still feel like it's similar, just on a different mm -hmm. level and obviously um, kind of with a different end goal, but ultimately yeah. just wanting to make sure that I can be a resource and provide them with as much as possible to make that one of the biggest life transitions yeah. that they'll do um, as smooth as possible. And them always feel like they have a familiar face to go back to if they have questions or issues along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think about, you know, when you're helping somebody make a decision like that, there's first of all, just the financial anxiety involved because for many people, it's the largest, probably for everybody who's not in the real estate industry, it's the largest purchase that they make yes. uh, in their entire life, right? Um, and and so that creates a lot of anxiety. Am I going to mess this up? Am I going to cost myself uh, unduly? You know. Mm -hmm. But then the other piece is that where you choose your home is going to determine the community that you're a part of. It's going to determine the school system for your children. It's such right. a big decision. Um, and to have somebody coming alongside you who's an expert, I imagine particularly for people relocating, but, yes. but for anybody, mm -hmm. you have information that I don't have. Right. Um, and I can just imagine the ways that that you're able to help folks um, make those decisions. And that's super important. What do you love about what you do? Oh, um, so much of it. But um, trust me, I mean, there, there's ups and downs just like any business. But every mm -hmm. day I feel very blessed that I get to do what I love. Um, I love being able to connect with people. I love getting to know more about their family as I help them through this process. Um, I love being able, like I said, to be a resource for anything that they need. If I don't know it offhand, I will, you know, go out of my way to make sure that I figure out what it is that they need. Um, but just that personal connection, because like you said, it's such a big decision for them. And you spend so much time with them as you're going through this process that you really get to know them well. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I try to always stay connected with my clients. I do a lot of 
client events throughout the year, um, just letting them know, hey, listen, I'm still here and I appreciate you. And it's just um, so it's a great time to reconnect even after that whole transaction has happened. And, you know, some people move more often than others. So there's some that I don't see very often and then others that I see more often than not. Um, and that's OK, too. But um, those, you know, pulling them together and like having those events just to reconnect and just you know, get to see where they're at in that process. You know, you're going through, like you said, the hustle and bustle of uh, moving. And then once they get settled, it's just great to get caught up and see, you know, what they've been doing in the last year or so and um, and see where they're at in their life. So it just yeah. it's really fun for me um, as a realtor to be able to um, just have that connection with people and to build those relationships and keep those going. Yeah. So you said the that kind of, that connections and that kind of long term relationship building was is a big part of why you love it. Did you know that you loved doing that prior to becoming an agent, or was this something you sort of discovered in the role? Um, I think it's something that's continued to um, develop as I've you know spent time in this role. I think like a lot of people, um, I was like, oh, it would be fun to show houses and look at houses all the time. <laughs> Um, and you realize pretty quickly when you get into it that there are a lot more behind the things that go on in this industry besides just showing houses. That's probably about 25% of the job, yeah. if anything. Um, yeah. So um, as you kind of start to learn those things and um, get to, you know, familiar with the whole process and everything, I think it just continues to develop and nurture from there. But I was always a people person. Um, I was always someone that liked to, you know, I it it helps me to help other people. So I, I knew that part of it was always something that was important to me. And I think that um, I've kind of developed my my work around what my style is. And, um, you know, not everyone's not everyone's realtor style is the same either. So but it's been really fun. And I've, I've been able to create a ton of good relationships and friendships along the way. And, and I just love being part of everyone's life in, in one way, shape or form. So, yeah. You know, you said a couple of things there that I think are super important for people making kind of vocational decisions that um, one of them, you said that um, not everyone does this job the same way. Sure. Um, and, and I think about pastoral ministry, not there's so many aspects of my job. Um, and the, my colleagues work that the way that we do the job is very much dependent upon the skill set that we bring, the interests and experiences that we have, all of those pieces. And you do the job differently. You're a different kind of agent than your colleague down the hall who may do think about that very, very differently. Um, but the other piece that you said that I think is is uh, just super important is that you um, developed into this kind of, it was, it, you learned along the way that this was your passion, right? Like you kind yeah. of grew into it. Um, yeah. And I think that's true of a lot of people. So yeah, I think it was something that I just had an interest in and I kind of took a leap of faith and, you know, luckily for me, um, as I got involved in it more and more, I started loving it more and more. And I realized that there's a lot more to it than just selling houses. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, with getting involved with the Realtor Foundation, there was all these open avenues that I was able to, um, you know, start going down once I, I got involved in the industry. And it's just been very rewarding on a lot of levels. Very stressful at times, but yeah. very rewarding. So, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I um the other piece that you said that I think is really important for people making decisions is you said that showing houses is not the main thing that you do. You said 25% or something. <laughs> uh, you know, I often say to students when I'm talking with college students, if I tell us someone, if I were to say to you, hey, I think maybe, you know, you you would be really gifted to be a pastor and, and that might be God's call on your life. Nearly everyone will respond with whether they could see themselves preaching or not. Sure. Yeah. Because it's the most visible part of the job. The showing right. of houses is the most visible part of the job, but it's not the main thing you do every day. Right. <laughs> and that's probably true of almost every job. Yeah. What are some of the things that are the biggest part of what you do? What are the things that take up the most of your time um, sure. and that you spend the most effort on? Yeah, um, we wear a lot of hats. So, um, you know, we're we're kind of that middleman and the go-to person between the title company, the lender, the warranty company, the, you know, the buyer, seller's agent, um, your client. So um, I think just familiarizing yourself with that whole process and being able to, um, you know, smoothly go through that process and all of the, you know, paperwork that's involved. It's again, it's one of the biggest decisions you'll make. So there's a lot of legal paperwork. So mm -hmm. just being, um, you know, being able to just adapt to everything that goes on. I think the biggest thing is just um, always being ready to expect the unexpected so that you can um, come up with game plans to move forward and try to transition to the next step as smoothly as possible. Sometimes that can happen, sometimes it doesn't, but um, I think just being able to um, be ready for anything and just be familiar with all the different um, avenues that come into this industry is a big part of it. So it's a lot of paperwork, a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of research to make sure that you're giving the correct information to your clients and trying to find the right houses for them. And then, of course, there's going to see houses and um, right. getting to go to closings and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, the behind the scenes stuff is is a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that you didn't realize when you got in that you were going to become a, you know, a, a contract <laughs> attorney or or these kinds of things. But right. those, <laughs> yeah. those issues become a lot of what you do, I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure that uh, folks have invested in you along the way, whether when you were younger or, or as you actually entered this industry. What are some of the ways that people have contributed to your life that have made the most difference in, in your work? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I always had a very supportive household. My parents were extremely supportive in anything I wanted to do. I was actually a um, competitive gymnast my entire life. Did it all the way through college with a full ride scholarship at University of Denver and then actually coached college and coached before I got into real estate as well. Um, so I think that there were a lot of influences throughout my gymnastics career in addition to my family and um, that have really helped shape where I am today. I had a lot of coaches that taught me a lot about discipline and work ethic and um just, you know, being efficient because obviously training 25 plus hours a week on top of being a, an athlete, um, you didn't have a whole lot of time to just, uh, you know, take your time with schoolwork or whatnot. It, when you got it, you got to get it done. So, um, and then, you know, my husband has been a huge support along the way too. Um, I thought he would look at me and think I'm crazy when I wanted to just totally go rogue and go into something totally different, but he has been nothing but supportive and um, I definitely keep him on his toes because I am moving nonstop, but um, 
he has been a huge rock in that as well. So I think between, yeah, the gymnastics influences that I had along the way, the coaches that have taught me so much, having the support of family and friends, um, that's really gotten to me where I am and I'm forever appreciative. Um, and to piggyback along that, once I got into the industry, the, my owners and my managing brokers here have been just absolutely awesome. And I couldn't yeah. have done it without them. Yeah. So, you know, I'm always fascinated to hear how these things that seem disconnected contribute to who you become. And I, I, I don't know if you know, Jen, my wife is, was also a competitive gymnast. She stopped, I think at the end of high school, mm-hmm. but, um, but I've also had plenty of, uh, gymnasts who came to the university who were highly competitive we don't have a gymnastics team here so usually they were not at the level that you're talking about but but highly competitive when they were younger there seems to be a a discipline that comes from that for example that i is is very distinctive um i think gymnasts tend to be very hard on themselves maybe because of the way that that gymnastics is judged right you can do something right, but if you have one position, foot out of position or something, then you have to critique that, right? Uh, yeah. And you're like, yeah. wow, you just did seven flips and we're worried about where your foot <laughs> landed or something, you know, but, but those, so what are the things about that uh, gymnastics piece that has been important later in life, whether in your work or other aspects of your life? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, you're exactly right. It's very unique um, as far as sports goes. I mean, everyone has their own disciplines with sports, and I'm not taking away from that. But gymnastics, especially when you're super competitive, typically starts at a pretty young age and requires a lot of hours in the gym. So um, by, you know, by the age of 10, I was doing 20 plus hours a week in the gym. Um, it's just unique. There's not a lot of kids in my high school that really understood that and, Mm -hmm. or, you know, or did, did that even if they were great at their sports, but that's kind of what it took because you're putting, you know, your body in all these different positions and you're having to have strength and flexibility and everything else. So, um, I think, yeah, the, the discipline, the work ethic, just kind of understanding it. And I think another thing about it is, is that the people that you're on the team with, they're going through that same thing and it helps create a lot of really great relationships of people that have that mm-hmm. same similar drive. And I think you continue to you know, stay in touch with those people and um, you kind of feed off of their success and they feed off of yours. And I think that that can go a long way. But um, I definitely think that a lot of perfectionist personalities, a lot of type <laughs> A personalities kind of come out of that sport because uh-huh. you're just constantly being... Um, looked at and corrected and you just have these certain expectations and um you know and you want to to do well and and not only for yourself but for your team as well especially in college so yeah 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 so coming back to your work how do you what makes your job hard what's the part you would get rid of if you could just (laughs) chop it off and get rid of it hmm oh that's hard because uh (laughs) It kind of depends on uh, what's going on because it's it's fluid. It's always changing. So, you know, we have, uh, you know, this last year, um, obviously, COVID would have been nice not to be there. It uh, <laughs> definitely made for some obstacles. Luckily, the real estate industry um, continued to do well, but it just it was very different. Everything was very yeah. different as far as that looked. Um, typically, um Let's see, what would I get rid of? I think I would probably just want to get rid of that um, 
idea that real estate is easy <laughs> and that um, some people don't really understand that whole process. And so, you know, they think, well, that looks like easy money or something mm -hmm. like that. And it's not. It's very different if people kind of understand the ins and outs and uh, what all we put into the business to get it to where we are. Um, I think a lot of people would guess that, oh, Remax gives you a gas card or they give you, you know, they pay for this, they pay for that. Nope, you are an independent contractor just with the backing of one of the, you know, best real estate companies in the world. So, um, but not financially. So it just, it takes a lot more than I think people realize. So I think just that, you know, misconception of what the position is just so that people you know appreciate it a little bit more yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. well i can imagine that the, that i used to sell cars and i remember how skeptical people were of their sure. salesperson there and i can imagine there's i think there's a natural kind of adversarial relationships with people that are on commission mm -hmm. they just they just assume that you're out to get them or in some way or something you know <laughs> and uh that's a that's a hard one to overcome i'm sure yeah. um but, and i think uh, just knowing that not all realtors are the same just like not all car dealers are the same mm -hmm. so just like you know taking each situation and each person on yeah. a case-by-case -case basis. Yep. Yeah. What are some other life experiences that you think really prepared you for what you do? We've talked a little bit about gymnastics, but what are some others that helped you do this? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think becoming a parent was something that definitely um, impacted me. I think it gives you like a very different sense of patience and understanding for what families are looking for. Um, that mm -hmm. has definitely helped. I think just like we talked about before going through the process and you know I, I started off at a very different place than i am now so just learning along the way and like learning those lessons and um has definitely shaped me to who i am now um and then as far as the you know contributing to the realtor foundation and everything we've you know i've had some close experiences with people that have been going through some of the same things that these homeless um, individuals are going through. So I think that has kind of shaped me into wanting to give back and contribute to that, knowing that, uh, you know, a little difference can go a long way in someone's life mm -hmm. and, and just wanting to give them that same impact that those individuals that I knew um, experienced with similar yeah. organizations. So, yeah, very cool. Why would you say that what you do is important? Um, well, besides, you know, obviously being that guiding tool in, um, like we talked about finding the right community for you, finding the right home for you. Um, you know, I think it's also important because I think realtors are that first base of a lot of people that are coming to your community. So being able to be knowledgeable and share about your community to help grow it and, um, you know, make it as, as strong as it can be, I think only helps, um, those school districts and everything else. So just, I think it's important for us to just be knowledgeable and be able to be that initial contact for anyone coming in from out of state or out of country to recognize what Indianapolis is and what it offers. And um, I think the stronger that we are for that and the more people that we have looking at Indianapolis in a positive way, the better for our overall community. So. Yeah. So you said a couple of times things about ways that you would be involved with helping shape the community. You've mm -hmm. named Indianapolis just now, but I know you do a lot of work on the North side and stuff yep. as well. Um, so how do you imagine that 
you in particular, or maybe just agents more broadly, how, how are real estate uh, agents shaping communities? What are you doing that makes that um, happen? Yeah, so um, similar to the Realtor Foundation, we do have a lot of realtors that give back to the community by volunteering their time. Um, obviously, we have somewhat of a flexible schedule to be able to volunteer, you know, during the day at times and everything. So I think giving back to the community is huge as far as real estate agents go. Um, but I think just spreading the word and, you know, trying to help local organizations and businesses thrive by spreading the word of, of those to to people is only going to help you build a stronger and stronger community. Um, so yeah, we, like I said, we're just kind of the face of, of the community in a lot of ways and also being able to uh, connect with government officials and make sure that policies are in place and everything else to help um, home protect homeowners and, you know, their, um, their investments and everything. So um, just being a big part of that. A lot of us realtors work with a lot of investors coming from out of town. So making sure that what they're doing is going to be a positive change for our mm -hmm. community. Um, and yeah, it's Indianapolis and all of the surrounding areas. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, we just, we try to do everything that we can, um, both on a volunteer level and just an educational level to, to build the city up to be the best that it can. Yeah. Is there something in particular that you're really hopeful for, um, either from your work with these, the foundation and groups that you're getting to know or, or um, policies that are upcoming right now? Or is there something that you think, man, this is really what I hope will get will happen in the coming years? Um, I always, yeah, I always hope that we're able to give back and try to help um, eliminate homelessness and get people transitioned back into the community and back into healthy work environments and living situations. That's obviously a huge impact, not only for our industry, but just for the city as a whole to, yeah. um, you know, to be prideful of, of what's there and to be able to help those individuals that need, you know, a little bit more um, guidance along the way. Um, I think we've seen a lot of huge strides in the Indianapolis area ever since we hosted the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, that's when we really started seeing, you know, Fountain Square started booming and a lot of tra positive trans transition has happened there. Um, and that's continued to just continue, you know, out on the outside mm -hmm. of Indianapolis in different areas. So just seeing those positive changes so that people feel like they have a safe and positive place to live and, um, We've, you know, we've made some strides with the red line downtown of offering more public transportation. Um, the realtors were a big part of that as well, because that was something that we were getting feedback from yeah. when we'd have clients come in and they were comparing us to other, you know, bigger cities, yeah. um, having that public transportation. So just, you know, making it a, a positive place with lots of opportunities, no matter where you are, as far as the, you know, your economic standings go of, of having um, resources there, I think is, is a huge thing. So we'll yeah. definitely continue to work towards that. Yeah. I noticed, uh, recently that some of the city councilmen, um, have put out a, a kind of call for action mm -hmm. that, and, and the three key things they said, they talked a lot about the mental health resources and the new mental health, um, uh, intervention center that's here in Indianapolis. But then they said, you know, uh, turning, increasing access to affordable housing and yeah. and 
making so, uh, public transportation free yep. for all residents were two of the big calls that they said these would make a huge difference for. And they were talking particularly about the homeless population and or the at risk uh, population. But obviously, the the public transportation one is one that's affecting everyone. Might have been the thing that stopped uh, Amazon, for example. The, you know that opportunity right. that was such a huge uh, possibility <laughs> for the city, yeah. and and the public transportation was certainly part of what made that not possible so yeah anyway. yeah definitely tried to take steps in in that direction so that you know if another opportunity like that comes along then it's not something holding us back um and i most certainly think with working with the homeless that um a lot of the big struggle is just having consistent and reliable communicate or transportation to get to you know to and from work and so um being able to provide that would be huge yeah so Katie, thanks for for being on and and sharing a little bit about your story. You know, I think it's uh, oftentimes when we see, we do think of just the public role. We think of you showing houses and and drawing commissions, but um, the work is complicated, just like every job, right? I mean, we these wouldn't be professions if they weren't complicated roles, um, and also it's just rich with opportunities um, to be a part of something much more than than selling houses. Yeah. Um, although it's part selling houses is part of it, yeah. obviously, but uh, yeah. but uh, you know the the opportunity to to be a part, a part of something more is, um, is I think one of the things that makes life meaningful, um, for folks who are doing what you do. So, yes. uh, thank you for, for being willing to share and, uh, um, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. If you were looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, I hope that you will check out Katie Malott Realty. We didn't take a chance for her to promote her business and so on within the episode, but I certainly want to do that. Uh, I have personally used Katie a couple of times to uh, purchase and sell homes and uh, had a wonderful experience with her and she took great care of us. Uh, there'll be a link in the description to this video uh, for uh, information about her and how you can uh, get in touch with her if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Indianapolis area. I believe that stories like this one are incredibly helpful in figuring out where God is leading you in your life. Sometimes when you're in the middle of the story, it's really difficult to know where God is speaking and where God is moving in your life to lead you. As we look back on these lives of these professionals, then we learn a little bit about how God is moving in their life, and I believe it'll make it easier for you to know how God is moving in your life. If you like stories like this one, subscribe to this channel and check out the description for links to other stories uh, that are like it. And I hope that you'll come back again soon.